Welcome to the Happy and Corporate Podcast. This podcast is created to help you design the happiness you want in a corporate world, but also to discover your leadership style. This podcast is really made for you and really built also by you. So in this podcast, we hear about guests, we hear about content from coaching, from training, from books, etc. Really help you develop your leadership style in the workplace and just simply be happy. I am Benelo Noir, I am a certified executive coach and a seller at heart. This is my podcast. Today, we are welcoming to the podcast not one, but two guests. Erika and Nasty are amazing individuals and they've created a community within the tech industry to connect people working in the same industry, so in the tech industry. This community is called D2 Collective, and they've been doing a lot of panels, a lot of engagement, and really bringing that community together so that we can make those connections across different tech companies. And so I'm really happy that we're welcoming them to this podcast for a conversation about how do you build a network, a community? How do you make those connections? It's not just about AI, etc. It's about people. It's about community. So I'm really happy to have them in this conversation. Hi, Erica and Nasty. Very nice to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for inviting us. Uh, very happy to be here and share a little bit uh, about our story and to connect with you. Yeah, very excited to be part of this podcast. I've listened to a few episodes and yeah, happy to be on the kind of part of it, you know, in the making. I'm really happy to meet you both. And honestly, also, it's like the first interview with two guests. So I'm like, okay, how do you handle that? So I'm going to go through the process. Let's see, embrace the process, right? Um, so maybe as a first question, can you introduce yourself for people that are listening to us today? Yeah, I can go first. It's always a little bit with more guests. It's always a little bit looking, but uh, who is going to go? But yeah, no, very nice um, to meet you today at the podcast. My name is Nasty Schoenmakers. Um, I'm from Maastricht. I'm from the Netherlands. I live now um, one half year already again in Amsterdam. Um, together with Eric, I started the D2 Collective. It's a community for people in the tech industry. Um, and with that, we do loads of things and looking forward to going to that uh, about that today. Yeah, kind of the same. I mean, my name is Eric. I'm from Italy's main difference. Nasty and I started our careers in tech about seven years ago when yeah, we started working at LinkedIn in Dublin. Um, and of course, we were immersed in like, yeah, this incredible tech community. Um, and it's something we really missed a bit later in our career. So we're trying to bring it back globally for everyone. So that is what we're doing with the Collective that we started about a year and a bit ago. So you mentioned D2 Collective. Can you tell a bit more about what it is? Um, sense of community I can hear already. So yeah, curious to hear from you. So um, it's a global value-based uh, membership community. Um, so as Erica said, we started a little bit more than a year ago um, and we're now nearly 3,000 members that are connected to the D2 Collective community platform, which is amazing. Um, we are mostly active in the main hubs, which is Amsterdam, Dublin and London, but really also some other cities around that, um, mostly in Europe, which is um, which is really um, yeah, amazing to see. I think Erica just touched already a little bit on why we started uh, the D2 Collective. And that is really because... When in Dublin, you're living in Dublin now, you are completely immersed in the whole tech industry there. Um, you, um, um, you, get, you have an ease of meeting people um, who are like-minded, but also come from very different walks of life as, as, as yourself. And I think fast forward, sort of the whole world changes and we get into a pandemic. Um, connection is not that easy anymore. And, and we're really missing that um, in a way as well. 
think Eric, I think you made you made a very good point yesterday as well about sort of the disconnection that we felt from working um, uh, working at a fully remote company. While we loved the flexibility and we loved um, what freedom that gave us, we also felt more disconnected than ever. And when unfortunately we were part of a layoff um, um, in summer last year, um, we really got to talking, and Dublin became sort of a main point in our conversation. And yeah, why was Dublin that time so special for us? Um, the time in Dublin too, specifically, um, really was because of the people, the inspiring, talented people that we met. And that's what we're trying to uh, to recreate now a little bit with the D2 Collective. Yeah, it's, it feels like it started in Dublin, but now it's also expanding because I've heard about also other cities, etc. And I think it's like interesting because sometimes working in tech in Dublin, you can get a sense of... Um, you only know people that are in the tech company you are at at this point in time. So it's like great that you offer this possibility to expand your network um, and multiply it through different ways and, and also um, events. By the way, what do you organize then for, for the community? What are things that people can expect if they register for your membership as well? We have like different sorts of events. So it's not just events, but there's basically in-person engagement and kind of of um, online engagement. So for the in-person engagement, you can expect different type of events mostly. So it goes from very casual, like dinners, drinks, tech mixers. Uh, what we experience in Dublin, like meet other people in tech in a very like casual, relaxed environment. Um, then we have more like fun activities. So in Amsterdam, for example, we organized a, uh, yeah, drinks on a boat uh, on the canal in summer on beautiful sunny days. It was, was actually very nice. Um, and then, or for example, in Dublin, we did like the sip and paint. So it can be like very different activities. So we try also to have people do something, which I think, yeah, so depending on the stage of life and what you're interested in, can be very nice to also do activities rather than just attend events. And then we have the larger events that now we have uh, kind of did the first pilots in Amsterdam and London. In Amsterdam, we had got to a point where it's kind of successful and they are fireside chats or panels with, yeah, basically very prominent leaders in tech. Yesterday we had an event. Um, those events are very large, like over hundred people normally joining. And yesterday, for example, we had the directors from uh, Microsoft. We had the country manager, Benelux from LinkedIn and the CEO of remote.com. So we try to get like very good speakers that can inspire. I think something that's very important for us is to really create a space where people can share. Um, I think of the that, the hubs that Nasty was mentioning before. We have, of course, like Dublin, London, and Amsterdam. In Dublin, like every day is a bit of a tech mixer because as you were mentioning, you just go out. First question people ask is, what do you do? Um, but then actually like in Amsterdam, in London, like it's very needed for people to come together because they're in environments where I mean, for me, moving to Amsterdam was the first place where I didn't have many friends working in tech, actually, apart from the one I knew from Dublin. So, yeah, the idea is really to have a place to discuss this. Like, tech is seeing, like, immense change, I think, with the pandemic, with the rise of remote work, now the return to office. Um, there's, like, so many the layoffs. Like, there's so many interesting things that if you don't work in tech, you really don't know. And it's nice that you can exchange actually with people from other companies and it's interesting that you found that in cities such as amsterdam or london there was more this need for community i feel in dublin it's like 
you have a campus side almost where everybody is like together like in the same location so it's easier to meet so interesting how you're expanding also to cities where there's really a need to connect yeah i think yesterday also during the event we kind of touch on that you know i think dublin is really the example a bit like san francisco singapore i think and many other like big uh hubs like silicon valley silicon dogs um whatever you name it where i mean Nasty and I, I remember when we used to work at LinkedIn, we used to go like 7 a.m. We were in the office to have breakfast, 7, 7.30, because of course, like Dublin is one hour back and we were working with like markets that were like, yeah, in CET times. Um, so it, it, it's actually quite interesting because we were spending the whole day at the office. We went for breakfast then you stay the whole day. Then you maybe you go to the gym, to a class, and then you're staying a bit longer to send the last few emails. And then you spend like 12 hours in the office. So you are a bit forced also to be with others. Um, the great thing is that you're with great people in a great environment, you're far away from home. You really don't feel that lonely. At least that was like kind of Dublin pre-pandemic for me. I left right before COVID, so I didn't experience the rest. But, um, and, and it's great, I think, for people to have that space. Like if you go from a space where you had all of that and all you did was like speak with people who work in tech from other companies, about what is happening in tech and then you don't have it anymore because your yeah life changes you know you want to move back to your own country you want to change jobs you want like dublin is no longer serving you as a place to live um i think it's interesting to have the opportunity to continue that conversation it feels to me that your project is a mix of like i want to create a community but i would also to empower people to build a career through that community, that networking, I feel a little bit more connected, less alone as you were also mentioning the nasty a little bit earlier, um, that during the pandemic, this sense of lost, of lost connection. So that's really interesting. Hello, more than 90% of you are not yet subscribers of the podcast. And so if you can do me one favor and one favor only, the only favor I'm ever gonna ask you is to subscribe to the podcast. It allows me to bring even better guests in the future, even more interesting guests in the future, but also develop this content. Thank you. Can I ask you if like you are doing this as your full-time thing or if you're doing this as a kind of side hustle? Yeah, good question. Um, so I, I'm currently working full-time next to the D2 Collective. Um, Erica is currently full-time, which is really, uh, really amazing. A mix of both, yeah. That's good that we are with the two of us, I think. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Now, I feel like it's also like kind of an entrepreneurial journey as well, building your, a little bit of a business now, um, even if it started as a community, um, I feel like now it's like a full, a full on business. What are the strengths that have helped you along the way that you feel like could be things that you want to capitalize on for the future? Yeah, I think something that, that we both really share, and I think it has, it has, does have a background also in, in LinkedIn where we started our career is that we really dream big. So we have sort of a big vision for D2 and uh, for what it can be in five and, and 10 years. So I think that we share that is, is something that works really well in our in our sort of partnership and, and building D2 Collective out. And then I think we also have different strengths. Um, Erica is so sort of, she can really execute so fast. So she is really like a go-getter, like cannot describe it in any other way. Um, and that is that is um, so positive because I would definitely be a little bit more taking a step back and 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 sort of analyzing the situation a little bit better. So I think that really balances uh, each other um, out very very well. And 
yeah, it's been a, a, an amazing journey to do this with a friend. Um, so, um, yeah, we, I think we also learned many things from each other. Yeah. And I can second that. Um, I think like there's something that you mentioned about the vision, like, I don't know for, in a way, the fact that we are very good friends and we know each other so well, it's not like we don't need to put like names and like on, on what the vision is. Like, I think we're very aligned. We know that it's something very big. We're onto something that yeah, really going to revolutionize the way people make connections in the tech industry. Um, and we knew it from the beginning that we were yeah, working on something that was going to be eventually very big. And it's still like, we haven't even scratched the surface and it's great because the more we go on, the more we move forward, we see how actually this is developing and we're getting a bit deeper into, into the community. It, it was a community to begin with, but I think the vision is really like, there, there's really a lot of like business opportunities to capitalize on. I feel like also in the panel space, in the training space, etc. there's more and more opportunity to learn from others and from experience and more and more appetite and effort to do that. I mean, um, we, work in, we work in sales, we used to work in sales. A lot of people in Dublin work in, in tech sales. Um, tech sales has, has changed so much in the last, like, since we started at LinkedIn as SDR, it, it's so different now. Like, it's just a totally different world. And I think, of course, thanks to technology itself, it's way easier for companies to put up products in the world. But all those companies that are building products, they need an audience. And all these, like, product-led growth or so sales-led growth, but they're not thinking about thought leadership. Like, am I really recognized as a thought leader in the industry? Am I recognized as someone who has weight in this very environment? So it's actually really exciting what we're building because a product like we don't know how fast it's going to be able to replicate with technology. Maybe with AI, AI in, I don't know, in a year, you're going to be able to do the work that you were going to do in like in 10 years before. So products are replaceable. There's so many... Uh, solutions and so many unless you are like the google or the microsoft and you know like you have like such a wide like product offering i think it's 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 very challenging for companies to stay afloat and what's really going to make the difference is the community they build around brands some companies they do it very well i think um engaging like their users like if you think about like miro the figma and so on so community is going to play a crucial role and community cannot be replicated because even this conversation that the three of us are having now, it cannot be, even if we get together, the three of us in six months time, it's not the same. So meaningful connections is just something that it's very unique. So being like kind of on the forefront and leading the change of building this, it's like an extreme honor for us. It's true that it's so different from AI, right? AI is about like accelerating our knowledge, et cetera and making like helping us do things faster da, da, da. um but there is a sense of connection that cannot be um replaced so love this um anything that in this journey you tried and if you feel comfortable sharing that you failed that and you were like okay this was definitely not a good idea in the end or that you learn from um that we could um, also learn from as an audience from this podcast Something that was definitely very challenging for me. So this is my first entrepreneurial sort of sort of journey and first step into that world. So a little bit over over a year ago, and 
while I always was so comfortable presenting about the companies I worked at at LinkedIn and and talking about sort of what we do and and, and everything, for me putting my own ID into the world was was definitely very scary. Um, but I think taking it in little steps is something that can be can be so helpful and. Um, yeah, so I, I think a bit of an imposter syndrome um, related to to really putting my vision out in the world, and and of course people are not maybe going to completely understand it in the beginning because it's also so so little. You're starting from somewhere and you're building that out. Um, so I think that is something definitely to share a little bit. Of. Yeah, for me there's been mainly two challenges um, that I had, a bit different, but maybe also a bit the same. So the first one was yeah, kind of really like you're we're putting our networks on the line. Like those are the people we know, these are our community, this is where we work. So we wanted and we had to make this a success. We didn't want to be just something that was starting and just, you know, vanishing in the middle of nowhere. Um, those are the people that hired us, that will hire us, that, you know, that will work with us, will partner with us, have partnered with us. Um, so it's it's really important. I think in the end, it, it matters now more than ever, like your network. Um, and then the second one for for sure, because the vision is so big and what we can achieve, like there are just so many things that can be done. It's really understanding where do we start from in terms of monetization? Like what is the most feasible and profitable business model for the stage we're in now? So I think I felt, for example, a lot of frustration looking at people I know, even just business coaches, you know, like. It, it's kind of clear. I'm not going to say like customer acquisition, it's easy, but it's very clear. You need to find customers and then you have a program and then you're just going to roll with everything you've learned in the coaching course. Uh, when you're building something that I'm not going to say has never been before because people did communities before, but every community is different. Like if you think about like a church is also a kind of community, you know, you have so many, like the football club is a community. You have so many different types of communities. So but nobody's building quite the same as we are. Like there are similar things, but they're not the same. We had to do everything from the beginning. Like, how do we do it? What do? And I think this is really challenging because there wasn't really um, anyone kind of paving the way and say, oh, you should do that and that. Of course, you get a lot of advice from people, um, but I felt very frustrated because I feel like people, yeah, were going faster. And sometimes I'm like, I have that bit of like what Nasty said, that the go-getter. And I'm like, how can we also go that, that fast? Um, so I think this, this was really a frustration for me, like to understand that uh, it takes also a lot of patience and you cannot really compare with others. Like comparison really is the thief of joy. So you really need to look at like what you're building, the feedback you get, try to improve. So we're really focused on what we do now. Everything in its own time is a little bit connected to what you, the last point that you, uh, that you shared which is also important, yeah, but very cool process to uh, to be doing now. It's up to you to find your own path. And I feel like, it, especially if you come from a corporate world, before there has been like managers telling you what is the path almost. And it's not like, in some instances, you were finding the path for yourself, etc., because you were working on like specific projects, etc. But you always had guidance for a long star or how this would fit into a vision, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas now it's like up to you. So you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, if I can add something to that, I think also like at inside companies, like internal promotion, like everything is so linear, you know, like they kind of show that career is linear. You start as an SDR, you go into a closing role as an account executive, 
then you can go like into relationship management, customer success, meaning the customer, um, customer facing kind of realm. But then you can also get senior, go to enter from SMB to enterprise. Then you can go into management. Maybe you start from SDR management, then to AE management. Like in sales, everything feels so clear. You know, all the steps are there. So if you want to follow, you can just, you can spend like very easy, like 10 years of your life following that line, not asking yourself any questions, you know, um, which works. And the moment we kind of step out of that, that everything is possible. And then it's really hard to know, okay, what is the next step? Like, can someone show me the way? I mean, we started working at LinkedIn at 24. Like it was just, we didn't really know anything else before, you know? So this is kind of the normal for us. Um, so we are kind of building a new normal now. Let's say that. Yeah, it's super interesting. Finding your own way in life as well. <laughs> your own password. Yeah. Um, piece of advice for people that are willing to go on an adventure like yours um, and are a little bit lost, maybe a little bit of an imposter syndrome, maybe a little bit of like, where do I go? What do I do? Um, any pieces of advice for them? Yeah, I think something that feels a little bit sort of weird as well, but make sort of you want to go somewhere, you want to take a step, make the steps in between as small as possible so you cannot sort of get around them. So let's say, let's say you want to launch a business or you want to launch a podcast or, or whatever it is. Make the first step so small that you cannot sort of get around it. And, and I think that's going to build on your confidence. So you're going to get sort of either you're going to get topics that you're going to talk about. You're going to get advice from people um, uh, on, on how they did something similar. Um, I think that is so important. So make very little steps and that will account to your, to your sort of big step that you want to make. And then as well. Yeah, there is so much power in the relationships that you have and the relationships plus one. So the people that you know and one connection from there. Um, you, you have such a wealth of knowledge uh, sort of at, at, in, your, in your relationships that I think, yeah, you really leverage that and use that. Amazing. I would have shared the same, to be honest. So I'm just going to expand on that and then add a third one. Um, but so on the kind of make the steps doable, I think one of the things is um make a list like something that i do and this is like very typical is with everything i just make a list i open the notes on my phone and just i make a list of everything that comes to mind like we had an event yesterday like two months ago i was like what do we need for the event do we need like extra chairs do we need to do a qr code like everything you know everything that came to mind because when you think it it's there but then it can like flow that way so like many people have ideas not everybody's actually doing anything like not everybody's doing something to make those ideas come to life so I think this is very important to kind of grasp them, put them in writing. And so you have like a list, like you want to start a business. I speak with so many people that say, oh, I want to start my own thing. And okay, like, even if you don't know what it is, what do you know? What do you need to start a business? Like, do you need to speak to more people? Do you need to explore like an industry? Like make a list of hundred items that you can tackle in the next 90, days. And then in three months, you're going to be way closer than you are today. Um, so this kind of to expand on the first point, nasty touch, but yeah, really, really relatable. The second one, connections are so important. I think in the first period, but even now, every month we are looking and say, okay, who should we speak to? Who are the people that can, yeah, just ask for mentorship um, at an event? I think being exposed to great people, it's also like, um, it's a perk of being an entrepreneur. Sometimes in corporate life, you can feel very stuck because you're always exposed to the same people. 
And even when you're part of a large company, you need to kind of go the extra mile and say, okay, who do I want to meet in this new team? Can I meet anybody new? Um, I remember after a year at LinkedIn, I felt like I know everyone. I didn't, I didn't know everyone. So it's very important to keep doing the effort. Um, and something like a speaker shared at an event that we did in, in September, she said, so she's a, a vice, uh, RP at Salesforce, uh, Wendy, and she's an incredible uh, woman in tech, mentor for women in tech. And she shared, ask people you admire to be your mentor. And worst case, they'd say they don't have the bandwidth and that's fine. Ask if they know anyone in their network who they could recommend. So I think just don't be afraid to send that message. Everybody's one LinkedIn message away. Um, and then it's kind of a third thing to kind of expand on the, I'd say, just do it. Like in the end, like you need to do it. Like if you want to be an entrepreneur, you need to do it. Like the thing is that every day, Nasty and I, we wake up, we have our fears, our frustration, our feelings of, you know, inadequacy, like everything. And we're like, we are committing to doing it every day. Every day we wake up and we're like, okay, we are giving our best. We are giving our best. We're going to do what it takes every day with consistency. So, I mean, also you with the podcast, you're showing up every week, you know, you are showing up, you're getting out there, you're asking people to be on the podcast, you're being consistent with your content on LinkedIn. Like this is in the end what sets apart people who do and people who don't do things. I feel like it's it's the consistency also in the moments where you're like, like <laughs> sometimes. No, but like to push a little bit in those moments, I think also make makes a difference. Not like, yeah. you know, getting out also a content that might not be authentic or an offer that you might feel like, well, no. Um, but just like getting that consistency, I feel is really um, important over time. Because as you were saying, Erica, it's going to make a difference on the long run versus people who have started with small things every day um, versus people who have not yet started. So, yeah, really interesting. And I know we're approaching the end of this podcast. So if people want to get in contact with you or benefit from the D2 uh, community, what should they do? Yeah. So um, for anybody that is interested in joining Disease Collective, they can go to the d2collective.community and they can request to join there. You can also find more information there. Um, for any brands that we that, that are interested in partnering, you can go to the d2collective.com. Um, and yeah, I would love to connect with anybody um, interested uh, to, to have a chat. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Nasty Schoenmaker. Yes, same for me. Like, <laughs> you're going to see my name, Erika Isotta Surace. Just feel free just to get in touch on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, DMs are always open. Like, very, it's always nice to meet new people. I think we're very open to make meaningful connections. So, yeah, feel free to reach out. And they're very approachable. Um, I'm <laughs> sure that. Um, but I'll leave the link to the digicollective.com website in the notes of this podcast and also to your post your LinkedIn so that people can just navigate the notes and just click uh, for easier user experience. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for being on the podcast with me today. Really appreciate um, you sharing your, your knowledge with us. Thank you thank so much. You. For it was amazing. Thank you for chatting. If you like this podcast, please do share it with someone who would like it as well. Thank you for listening.